rock stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with a few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's please pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It is Monday night, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. You are tuned into the drive-in speaker box. It is February 26th, 2024. And I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm the Grip. And uh, Merle just subscribed on Twitch. Thank you. Uh, if you guys are just now downloading the podcast, wherever it is you download podcasts, Spotify is a good one. Or if you subscribe on Facebook or YouTube Live, where we air the show, uh, simulcast it, you can also get on Twitch. We just finished up like a 45-minute Twitch pre-show. The pre-show was as long as this show's going to be. We covered so much information. We covered so many fun topics. If you want to be a part of that fun, get over there on Twitch. Like and subscribe. Uh, it's a good time. So, um, yeah, we're here. We're going to talk about movies this week. Mm -hmm. And if you read the title of the podcast, I went and saw Drive Away Dolls. And I went and saw Crack. You saw Crack or you 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 smoked crack. Saw crack. There's a much longer title to it, but I'm not going to attempt to butcher. No, no, the go for Hindi. it. Oh, gee, I didn't even write it down because I didn't want to even attempt it. Uh, it's like uh, there's there's lots of J words, man. I don't know. I saw the new Hindi movie. The, well, there was a lot of J words in the movie that I saw, particularly our, the JJs. All so. of our uh, viewers are so excited for me to talk to them about the newest Hindi movies. I'm sure they are. Well, while you look up that... Jatiga um, Tojiega. Jatiga Joji Tiega. That's my favorite pasta. Like, what is that? Jatiga Joji Yeah, Jatiga Joji... Jatiga Ortega of... We nailed it, man. Got Multicultural. Em. Got him. So cultural here. Um, well, that's what's going on tonight on the show. I uh, want to shout out to some viewers on Thanks Twitch. We got a hype train going over on Twitch. Thanks, Andrew, for oh, gifting a sub dang. over to Timbo Sippy. Uh, shout out to Timbo Sippy over there in Little Rock, Arkansas, right now. Traveled is about to take the bar exam. Taking a moment, not studying, watching us. Shout outs there. Good luck tomorrow uh, and Wednesday. But uh, but let's get into the news because some stuff happened in the news. Um, I see you have notes, Jake. You want to you want to well, jump in? Yeah, first I want to get the sad news out of the way. One of our viewers just posted in the comments leading up to the show that uh, Ole Anderson, uh, WWE, um, you know, uh, he he was in all sorts of wrestling promotions. Uh, one of the original founding members of the Four Horsemen passed away today. Um, so, uh, bummer there, especially as wrestling's making more and more, uh, headway into entertainment, you know, outside yeah. of just wrestling. Uh, so that's sad and, and hard to find out here right before the show. But, uh, yeah, man, I got plenty more besides that, besides sad stuff. Um, where do I go from there? Uh, I mean, do you need me to take over? Do you no. Got, okay. How about we, we've got a trailer for Horizon. Oh, the, the uh, Kevin Costner? The Kevin Costner four-film series, more than 11 hours it's, worth of Westerns. Well, and it's also been like 20 years since he's directed anything. Yeah, but the trailer for this looks really good. Have you seen it? Hor Horizon, an American saga. Yeah, it looks sick. Uh, part I, I one. Think, I think all you need is a big mustache and a cowboy hat and a guy that sounds like this. Well, you're going to be signed up. There's plenty of that, man. Lots of big actors. Lots of uh, cool scenes in the three-minute trailer. Uh, part one comes out in June. Part two comes out in August. Part three and four yet to be uh, announced of when they'll be released. But it looks really good. And, Does uh, it look better than Waterworld? Dude, Waterworld's a badass movie. Dude, Waterworld is a badass. I was I not like arguing. That's why the, like the bar is high when I said, "Is it better than Waterworld?" I'm like, uh, yeah, maybe just because I like westerns better than like. Is it better than The Postman? Yes. Is it better than um, Ten oh. Cup? Yeah, golf's lame. Is it better than 
uh no offense if you like golf was it it's not legends of the that that was what's the dances with wolves i i don't know how to answer that is it better than robin hood Probably is it better than other Kevin Costner movies? It's I can't not think out of. yet, okay. but the trailer right. is, and it looks really good. Uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, it'll probably be something that I'll like it so much in June. I won't be able to wait until August, so I do hate that part of it. But it is going to be all theatrical releases, so that's pretty exciting. Jake, do you want some Applejack? I sure don't, God. but I appreciate the offer. Uh, You're gonna drink your Mick Ultra? Well, no, infusions. that's that's gross. I just wanted to try it. Um, this guy but talking about things not in theaters uh netflix had some some news coming out uh the ceo of netflix in a time uh interview um said that he's very excited about greta gerwig's narnia uh movies multiple movies here's the thing i uh, i understand why they want to do narnia again did they not realize that it's a very Bible-centric movie to be handing to Greta Gerwig? So, in the same interview, he said that uh, Narnia is a tale of England's the Bible. fairy tales and, and fantastical things. He doesn't mention anything about... The uh, Bible? Yeah, yeah how C.S. Lewis it's was so, like, Lion Jesus. It's so the Bible that the only movie tie-in that Chick-fil-A has ever done in a kid's meal was Narnia, um, hmm. because the Bible. Well, he said he's excited to see what Greta Gerwig does with it because of how she tells the stories of young adults or some nonsense. I don't know. Okay. I, I really liked the Narnia I, books. And I like Greta Gerwig. Because uh, the Narnia books were really... The Magician's Nephew is, is very underrated. Everyone thinks good. of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, but The Magician's Nephew... No. With, like, the creation of the world and, I'm, like, the roar into existence and, like, all the super with you. badass stuff. Narnia yeah. Narnia actually hits, man. Like, it, it hits better than VeggieTales. Yeah, that's man. for sure. Uh, what, the, what is it? Uh, Although hor- Bible Man smacks. Uh, Horse and His Boy is really good. Uh, the Last Battle is, is pretty badass. Uh, we did not get a good movie of the Voyage of the Dawn Treader, but, you know, it, Narnia is pretty sick. Uh, so hopefully she she does okay. I don't have faith in that, uh, but we'll we'll see. Uh, and then also uh, Netflix um, on that young adult train canceled their planned Percy Jackson spinoff series. Oh man! Uh, the, I, so I haven't caught up with the new Percy Jackson. I watched well, the first episode, The Kane Chronicles, and it was a it's a spinoff. So it's now in. <clears throat> purgatory they they've canceled it oh, percy jackson's but it's so like, cool it's there for them to think about whether percy jackson popularity takes the movie off didn't take off even though it was pretty good the show's having weak legs like i don't know why like percy jackson is 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 a cool character like it's better than say, maze runner and I, like that was a whole thing yeah i was gonna say i think the ya thing uh ran its course but Somehow that um, Hunger Games prequel ended up making money, I think, because people were bored. And people were like, there wasn't let's get else. back on the... Comic books are dead. Teen fiction's back. Let's get that money machine a-whirring. Maybe. Um, uh, oh. it's, all, it's all musicals now, man. Because uh. Wonka's still making money. You know, they got... Oh, uh, they're already working on a sequel. Uh, oh, director Jesus. Paul uh, Paul Keane already working on a uh, chocolatey sequel. Um, it's it's uh, with or without Timothy Chalamet. They don't even care. They're like, we're, we, we're going to do it. Wonka's the name. Let's go. The, the witch movie uh, is, is going to be out. That's, that's going to be good, though. Wicked. Yeah. Um, before it disappears into the comments, um, it was, I want to say it was Tony on YouTube asked about the Shogun Hulu uh, miniseries, which, you know, both of us love, well, pretty much anything Japanese history because we're huge nerds and we both have degrees in Asian history. I'm not a nerd, but I do have degrees in Japanese history. Uh, beep. And we'll just push that up there. Um, no, I dislike Weeb so much because I do have that background. You hate us because you ain't us. Um, <laughs> no, just hate them. <laughs> but anyway, how they are. but like Shogun is, of course, a, an epic miniseries. And then didn't it get remade already once? Uh, I think it's only been made one time that I know of. Well, this Hulu series looks pretty badass. See, I'm on the opposite end of things. But that's only because 
of when they say it takes place and the costumes they have people wearing and none of it jives because well that could be true i mean i haven't really dialed in i went to school to be a japanologist and my area of dude no that's exactly i'm against that uh my area you just said japanologist yeah because unfortunately that's what i went to school for dude uh because i can tell you pretty much everything about hey on to uh uh Edo and, and Edo more. Japan, yeah, and, I know. and some like um, some Meiji stuff. But the whole thing is, it takes place. It says sixteen oh three in the is trailer, it in the Tokugawa? Right? It, well, so apparently it, it's it's it said sixteen hundred. It it takes place in a year that's like the time of Sekigahara. It's between uh, Toyotomi and Tokugawa. And Toranaga. What is Toranaga in there? Who? Um, or maybe I'm getting my my names crossed. Um, There's who, Toyotomi Hideyoshi, yes, who was not a true shogun, but no. occupied the seat, and he's the one that invaded Korea and stuff because he was one of Oda Nobunaga's uh, yes. underling guys. He started out as a sandal bearer and rose yes. up, which is why he couldn't be shogun because he didn't have the lineage of the Minamoto. And then there's Tokugawa that came afterward, Tokugawa, after the battle of Sekigahara yes. and all that stuff. Yes, and he was shogun. We all know the Tokugawa exactly. period exactly. So they're wearing costumes that are not. Uh, um, accurate to, to the period the ashigaru in, in the period and they have uh foreign ships coming at that time of these battles and and none of it lines up and makes sense and i i, I dislike and there's also it. no richard chamberlain but there or is, toshira mifune no but there is all uh sonata yukimura yes, i know that's where i get not like, yukimura sonata sonata what's his name yukimura sonata is a famous samurai what is Hiroyuki? Yeah, Hiroyuki Sonata. There's a Yuki and a Sonata. Yeah, Hiroyuki. But it does have John uh, John Blackthorne played by Cosmo Jarvis. Um, you know, uh, Tadanobu Asano is in this, who's also pretty badass. Uh, Hiroyuki Sonata again, like in the in, in the pantheon of badassery, he's like up here. He's yeah. he's up here actually. Like it's it's past our original camera view. Like that that's where he is. Um, and that's why I want to, I want to see this is cause you know, it's got some good cast casting here, but I don't know. Yeah. I just, the, the, the whole Hollywood taking, uh, uh, another country's stuff. And, but I feel like Hiroyuki Sonata wouldn't stand for that shit. Mm, you should, uh, I mean, so, okay. He played Scorpion, dude. I mean, yeah. Get over here. And there was a check on the end of that spear. Um, but you know, he, he was also did. in. He was also in the Last Samurai. He was Ujio in the Last Samurai, and he hit Tom Cruise in the face with that Boken, dude. Which Last Samurai, like, say what you will about Tom Cruise movies, that was an, a period accurate movie. Yeah, it's based on two real events from Japanese history. Yeah, it was an extremely yeah. period accurate. movie. I love the Last. Samurai. That movie is so good. If you want to see an accurate representation you a lot of people turn their nose up and they go tom cruise couldn't be an accurate or people blah, blah, that blah. don't know real history are like there's no way that this guy could come in and be a samurai yes there was yes there was look it up it's a real freaking thing um anyway uh so anyway vince over on twitch says i heard from people who's seen the first two and they said it rules they are not japanologists though uh mark on youtube says is like, this a weeb only podcast no he's lost far from it uh, but hey, talking about Hollywood and weebs, did you see that Lionsgate Demon Slayer? No, well, we'll get to that. I'll let you talk about that. Okay. But Lionsgate announced that they're doing a Naruto live action, live action, a coming white, to theaters, coming a to white theaters. people Naruto live action. Uh, and that's it my is, Naruto run in a chair. Yeah, um, it, it's being done, written, and directed by the guy that wrote and directed Shang Chi, um, because that was. So, it mm. wasn't bad. Yeah, but it, it could was have like, been worse. Okay, um, it was bad, but it but this could time have been worse. They're going to make a live action Naruto, and they're gonna. It's gonna be a Hollywood thing. I these live action adaptations are really, really difficult for me to stomach. And I just started. I just started only episode one of the new live action Avatar: The Last Airbender. I'm gonna watch some more of it tonight. But um, that was a white people thing made by white people I for know, white people. But it was still an adaptation of white people trying to make anime. Yeah, it but was... Naruto is like a, a manga made in Japan by a Japanese guy about Japanese folklore and culture and I know, ninjas I know. And, and 
I don't want to see a white dude go, believe it. I don't want to see that either. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna. I never liked Naruto, but I just I can't see this being okay. Uh, You'd look good in a Naruto watchable. headband, I'd think. Dude, Hachimaki uh, are cool as hell. I don't know about having some dumbass Naruto symbol on there, but like a legitimate samurai armored Hachimaki. Be cruel. You know what Lions? You know what another thing that Lionsgate is doing? What's that? This week, Lionsgate wants to do an American Psycho remake. And Why? Pe- I don't know, because that movie's not even that old. Like, you know, uh, Brett Easton Ellis literally still alive. You know, uh, the, the 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 novel is only twenty five years old. Really? They've already did an adaptation in, uh, you know. Uh, with 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 you know Patrick Bateman, you know the whole the whole thing. Uh, you know it, it's it's still it's still relevant today, but they're wanting to do another American Psycho remake, and I I think that it's because a lot of American audiences and a lot of the people that it's the problem. You know, I mean, okay, most how are you gonna beat? Christian Bale. You can't. Like, you you absolutely can't because he was perfect for the role. But the problem is, you know, Brett Easton Ellis's novels. Like Brett Easton Ellis, if you've ever read any Brett Easton Ellis, like his books, mo- most people that watch Brett Easton Ellis movies have never read Brett Easton Ellis books. And I think that that's the problem is, you know, he he captures and and is basically showing a very interesting picture of the people that love his shit and kind of calling them out on it, but they don't know, you know, and people that are like, oh, yeah, I really love Fight Club, I really love American Psycho, a level of, you know, blah, blah, blah. I feel I feel real counterculture and artsy because I love this movie, even though this movie is really about me and what a piece of shit I am, and they can't figure that out. And so I feel like Lionsgate's like, let's remake this because they're never going to read the, the book. They kind of know that the movie is cool because they've seen the memes of Patrick Bateman with the axe and the whole thing, and they know that. But the movie's old enough to where those people don't want to watch it because they're like, it's before my time. And they want to watch a new version of it that's catered to them, and it's going to be terrible. Mm. It's going to be terrible. You don't need to remake that movie. No, Don't remake movies. Like, there's a meme that gets – or like a little – repost that goes around on Facebook and stuff from time to time and it says why remake movies that were good when you could take a movie that failed at the box office or just missed the mark and you can remake it to be better and yeah. actually get eyes on it so instead of taking something that people like and remaking it just for the easy money why not take something and and give it another chance by making it better instead of taking something good and making it worse Looking at you, True Grit, why did you have Why did you make it we worse? We didn't need you. Well, and speaking of making things worse, did you hear about this? I mean, J.K. Rowling, of course, all over the internet of being like, hey. Talking about pieces of shit. Jesus, she's just like, hey, trans people, like, you know, and she's so, oh, God, J.K., just shut your mouth, J.K. Rowling. Just shut up. Just shut up like any other controversial artist that does something that everybody hates. Just shut up and take the royalties and let us let us just love the art, and then you just disappear build a castle somewhere, drink coffee in Edinburgh, and go fuck yourself. Like, whatever. But there's a Harry Potter TV series in 2026. Um, Wait, so they're going to have the new movies on Max, but also a TV series? Yes. Talking about movies that aren't that old, they're... But they're bringing J.K. Rowling in, which I don't know is, like, I mean, Fantastical Beasts and Where to Flush Them. Like, that was a thing that happened, and I don't know how much of her involvement was. But, like, no, so Velvet Santa on Twitch, he just said, Harry Potter is lukewarm garbage. Harry I'm going to stop you right there. Really, I like Harry Potter movies. Man. Yeah, I'm going to stop you right there. The first handful of books and the movies are great. You cannot convince me otherwise, because also I can separate the art from the artist. And I, never, I never read the books, but I absolutely enjoy the movies. I've done both, and they're fantastic. They are fantastic for a lot of reasons. J.K. Rowling, despite how heinous her fucking worldview is, pardon my language, she's a fantastic writer, and she wrote like a, a cornerstone of teen fiction that changed the world forever. Right? And I can appreciate that. And I can look at that and go, 
Harry Potter's cool. J.K. Rowling sucks. I can do that. I can I can go to bed at night going, J.K. Rowling sucks, but Expelliarmus, dude. Like, all day. And, uh, you know, this TV series, though, just feels like... Like, let something exist in a period of time where it was precious and where it mattered and where it made sense and where people grew up with it and they hold it sacred. It's like Star Wars. Harry Potter is the Star Wars of a generation that you might not understand, uh, like Velvet Santa. Like, it's this generation's Star Wars. And, and, and they're bastardizing it in the same way that they bastardized Star Wars for us. Mm. And, you know, when I see things like Warner Brothers just going, you know what, we're moving full speed with this new TV series. We're coming out on Max. We're going to we're going to take this turn up and we're going to squeeze it until everything comes out. So, so they're doing movies and a TV series because they've announced for the last couple, like two years that they were going to do movies again. Remake Harry Potter movies. Talking about movies that aren't that old. Yeah. You know. It's so ridiculous. It's why? Why go through so much? I mean, unless they're going to have people cast spells besides Expelliarmus, because oh, dude, there's in the like original run of movies, that's the only repa- spell you ever get. Oculus Reparo, there's uh, Stupefy, there's Expelliarmus. Yeah, but whenever they fight each other, it's always Expelliarmus, or they just don't say anything. So there's and a comment. There, Avada Kedavra, yeah. that's a good one. That's the death that's what curse. I said. You went, yeah, I I did the Voldemort version. That's because he didn't have a nose. He's like, Uh I never thought about it that way. It's because he had no nose. Yeah, he couldn't breathe. (laughs) He was just saying abracadabra. That's all it was. And that's. That's Avada Kedavra. Uh, it's just Abracadabra with no nose. Uh, Vince on Twitch. He says, J.K. Rowling said they didn't have toilets. Wizard pooped and peed on the floor and used magic to disappear. It. That's the only thing. She did say that. She said before they finally were like, yeah, we'll take this stupid muggle invention. They would just find a corner, lift their robe, just duke on the floor, and then make it disappear. Munakadabra! <laughs> yeah. Poopakadabra! Yeah, she straight up did say that. Yeah. Uh, well, J.K. Rowling's insane. Don't listen to her. She wrote some well, good books. that's because people would ask her stuff on... Put tw- her in the corner. On Twitter, they'd be like, hey, what about this thing? And she goes, yeah, sure, that's yeah, that's how it went down. Because everyone's like, dude, what if Gandalf, like... Or uh, not Gandalf, uh, what if... Uh, what's his name? Help me out here. Uh, 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 Give me a hint. The wizard, man. The guy that played him, Voldemort? No, dude. The uh, Harry Potter, the Professor Wizard, dude. Gandalf? No, oh, dude. Uh, you got it. You got it. It doesn't matter. They're like, you dude. Got it. What if this dude like swap spit with this other dude? And she's like, screw it. If you'll give me money, yeah, it happened. And then like every time someone would ask her questions, he's like, yes, yeah. Who cares? And just she's the, the dumbest. Well, anyway, that's that's a thing that's coming. So, uh, do you have any other news before we get into yeah, movies? Heck yeah, okay. man. Uh, talking here. about cool things uh, from growing up for people. Uh, according to Get Your Comic On in the Infinite Earths Part 2, Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 2 animated movie, for the first time in 10 years, we're going to have Batman Beyond. What? Yeah, Will Friedle is returning Wait, to do what? the voice of Terry McGinnis. Wait, what? Wait, in what? Infinite, a Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 2. I'm stoked. And according to this article, if there's some success here, there's little rumblings of getting another Batman Beyond movie. We already missed the boat, man. We all no, we no. all know. Are Batman, we talking live action or animated? Animated. Okay. Yeah, that's no, fine. the 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 live action got canceled because they were going to do it with Michael Keaton. Which would have t- been perfect. Time went on and cry- uh, and COVID happened and then Flash happened and now that's never going to happen. It would have been so perfect. It would have been so it good. It would have been really good. But we needed that instead of Flash. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Terry McGinnis is the coolest though. Will Friedle, uh is an uh, incredible voice actor. Um, I'm super stoked about it because I like Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond is cool, man. Yes. It's very cool. Batman Beyond is very cool. <clears throat> so, okay. Super jazzed about that. Uh So yeah, there you go. That that was that was something exciting I was holding on to the end. 
Um, well, let's go to movie releases because it's that time. Let's talk about what's coming out in theaters this week. I did play the 64 game. Of what? Batman Beyond? Yeah, you punched like a lot of trucks and dudes and it was... And you had like Bruce Wayne going like, stop doing that. No, no it was just you as Batman. You like, had the little mini wings. And you go, yeah. The theme song to Batman Beyond is really cool too. Yeah, it was Shway. Shway? Yeah. All right, 2004. That's what they said um, in the show. They were like, dude, that's Shway. I remember. Um, all right, well, let's talk about what's coming out in theaters this week because there is a new movie that is coming out in theaters this week. There is one. Okay, there's two. There's two. One, I don't think it's going to get in big. Uh, it, it, it's it's not getting a big release, but it does have Jonathan Lipnicki. Really? Do you? Yeah. You I didn't know he Jonathan? still acted. Well, apparently, he is he now the, acting. He got rid of the glasses and grew up. He went from Stuart Little to Jerry Maguire to now uh, this. It's called Camp Pleasant Lake, and it looks like a terrible, terrible, terrible direct-to-Amazon Prime buried in your recommendations if you watched a shitty horror movie in the past five years. Um, it's called Terror Comes Home. Camp Pleasant Lake. The only reason I mention it is because it has Jonathan Lipnicki, a name I never thought I'd say again. Um, but yeah, that's that's cool. That's good for him. That he's getting back into acting. If he's been away for a while, I haven't heard that name in a long time. But yeah, as soon as you said it, I'm like, yeah, he's the kid from Jerry Maguire, bro. Yeah, yes. Show me the money. And I'm pretty sure that's what he said when the producers came to him and they were like, hey, do you want to be in this movie? He goes, show me the money. Uh, but the only movie that matters that's coming out this weekend is dune oh man he I was, threw his pen dude i was so upset because yesterday there was a preview showing we had one showing of it in our limax and it's it was sold out in no time and the only yesterday yeah yesterday at seven o'clock i could have seen it yeah there was a single i'm imax theaters across the country did a one-time early preview showing of dune and imax <sighs> yeah I know. I went to get my ticket, and it was like you can sit in the very front, or you can sit uh, in and the second row, all the way to, to the, the right. Can. And I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not sitting <sighs> at the very front of IMAX." I feel like Dune. This movie like is getting more and more traction, which than the first one had, right? Because you know, Blade Runner had a different difficult time because this Dennis is Denis. Denis um, like, sure. Like he's an incredible director. Arrival, fantastic. Blade Runner twenty forty nine, fantastic. Dune, fantastic. Like Sicario, pretty pretty decent of a movie. Like this dude does not make bad movies. Hmm. He makes. He makes films, right? He makes he makes the movies that make me have this podcast. Does that make sense to anybody here? Like, this is a guy that gets me excited about going to the theater. This is a guy that makes a film that makes me want to, like, experience film. And people are like, I never heard of it. I don't know what these words mean. What's a Dracus? And you're just like, Ugh. you know, just just give it a fucking chance. Dude, I almost bought the beat off bucket last night. Why didn't you? Well, I only had the one. If you tuned into the pre-show, <laughs> I know why you wouldn't. You're like, well, here's the free Dune bucket. Take it home. Try it out. And you're like, I don't want to eat popcorn out of this. <laughs> I did call it the. I called it like the. Um, hand job bucket or the beat off bucket or whatever and and the, the girl at the cash register was like yeah no nope, that's what people get it for and i was like cool gross well so dune part two this movie is important for many reasons okay this movie is important for the fact that if this movie does well then artistic science fiction fantasy film and creative intellectual artistic writing and science fiction will have a chance 
I would agree with you there, except for the fact that every single person in this movie is some sort of insane level star. Because he knows what he's doing. He's They're, like, if I'm going to make this movie, because the first movie, It's not arguably, a movie of like up and comers. There's no like, no, it's no. not like a Star Wars with unheard of. Uh, dude, Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Josh Brolin, Austin Butler, Javier Bardem, Dave Batista, like G- G- Leah Christopher Sidow, Walken. Like Christopher Walken. I mean, it's Stellan Skarsgård. I mean, you got all of them. They're all here. Babs Olmokson. They're like, like they literally everybody's in this movie, right? But that's where his genius comes into play because he's like, look, this is not a very adaptable book. This is not easy material. The first movie by most average American audience standards was like, this is boring and nothing happened. Dude, it was so good in the movie theater, though, because it was in the environment. You were in it. But that's uh, the thing is, like, what I told people that were like, nothing happened. And I go, I know, but get ready for the next one because you're, it's just going to, the next two are going to be like, bam, because that's how the books work. Uh, and Frank Herbert's kid, uh, I saw a thing about that. He was like, this uh, is pretty good. Ugh. And so good science fiction takes a minute, right? It takes a minute to open up your mind. It takes a minute to get you into a space that is not our own. You know, and especially science fiction that doesn't take place on Earth. Science fiction that takes place on Earth is easy because we have frames of reference. This is not. This is not that. Even though this is very much a story about humans and how we interact. You know, if you if you if you want to get nerdy, because one of my other degrees like involved taking apart science fictions and things like these. Um, if you want to get super nerdy about it, this, this is a very human story. This is about Earth. This is about uh, resource control. This is about capitalism. This is about dynastic families. This is about a lot of things that we experience in our day-to-day life on Earth. And you take it and you escalate it to this weird, amazing world where there's all these kind of crazy things that help you think about ideas that maybe you didn't think about until they were repackaged in a way that were so fantastical that you're able to pull your imagination away and go, man, what's up with this? But how does this relate to me and my world? That's what makes these books so good. Mm. And that's what made that first movie good and it's going to make this movie even better. So I cannot be more excited about it. I'm jazzed, man. I really, really liked the first one, and I have absolutely hated that I was under the impression this movie was filmed at the same time as the first one, uh, but they had to go and film this one and put it through post-production, and now I'm finally getting to see it because it was three years ago. I know. It's been a minute. Yeah. So, so Dune two part Dune part two coming out in theaters this weekend. We're gonna go see it. Yes, it's gonna be good. We're gonna yeah. So tune in next week. Um, there you go. That's that's what happened. All right. Um, shall we review other movies? Yeah, man. Okay. You want me to get mine out of the way? Sure. My my Hindi movie. Uh. So I went and watched Crack, uh, subtitle Too Long to Remember, uh, the new Hindi film uh, that was out and available. Uh, it most notably has Arjun Rampal in it. He's the dude uh, from, he was in Raw 1. He was the bad guy in uh, Bhagavan Kesari most recently. Um, and he was in some Shah Rukh Khan movies like Om Shanti Om and Don. Um, and then it has like this martial arts action dude uh, in the lead role, his name was uh, Vidyut Jamwal. Um, it's it's like a very '90s movie. It's like Brink meets I don't know what uh, Point Break type thing. So the whole deal is like it's an extreme sports movie. There's this guy and his brother. They're obsessed with extreme sports, and there's this most watched um, like TV show on the planet basically. And it's like a life or death sports game uh, that takes place at this thing called the playground. Right. The Uh, playground. And their dream is to get to the playground. Cause if you, it's three races and the winner of each race wins millions and millions of dollars. Uh, Each race 
you know, uh, dividing the field of competitors in half, starting at 32, 16, 8, uh, and then the winner, you know. And each winner of each race wins a certain amount, but, you know, half the field qualifies for the next race. Uh, so this dude's brother is invited to it. He dies. This guy has to live with that, and he's trying to get there, too, so that he can win the money for his family. And that's, like, his call to glory or whatever, you know? Yes. And he finally gets there, uh, and he starts to learn things that, like, maybe his brother didn't die in the race at the very end because the fourth race, you get to race against the champion of the playground. And if you beat the champion, then you – this time it's appropriate. It is Bollywood. Um if you be the champion, then you get double the money uh, of double of all money. of it, right? But if you if you lose that race, you get nothing. But at any time during these races, you can be accidentally killed because they're extreme. You can like one dude's head gets run over by a go kart and just splits like a melon. Whoa. You know, you can get blown up. You Whoa. can get attacked and eaten by wolves. Uh, like yeah, but and at some point in this movie, that story just starts weaving all over the place. Uh, and it's not like one of those traditional like Indian movie like twist halfway point. This movie I think so couldn't figure out what direction it wanted to go. Be Vince it. asks, is it like Death Race two thousand? Kind of a okay. little bit, uh, but like early Sylvester Stallone, you get to see his butt. There's there's like um, so the playground is taking place in some uh, uh, unnamed European country that has like Alpine cities. Uh, where people are wearing scarves in their jackets and it looks like Switzerland, but it, within driving distance is the most arid and dry and hot desert you've ever been to. And then within driving distance of that is is a, a completely uh, like a jungle forest, like a temperate rainforest. And it's like, what country is this in? It makes no sense. Uh, but the, the leader of this game is using it so that he can... Uh, sell plutonium to terrorists so that he can buy his own country with their money uh, so that the playground will live forever. Power DeLorean. And it's not a bad movie, but it's not a good movie either because every 35 minutes it t makes a hard right turn or a hard left turn and you're like, what the hell is going on in the story? Uh, and it, it's, it goes from being a sports movie to being a revenge movie to being a mystery murder movie to being a plot twist left and right movie it's dumb uh it, it's not your usual hindi uh bollywood fare it's not bad it, it's at least somewhat entertaining but it's it's by no means you know just the biggest movie in the world c-r-a-k-k -K. um and in it's crack because he's crack in the head but also he's uh, like gotcha. he's he he's like you know he's he can do it in a pinch you know he's like he's the guy to call um it has some cool scenes there's some cool stunts um the the dude vidyut um he's like a martial artist uh there is a really cool fight scene in it at the end um but it, it's definitely like a no-brain movie like fast and furious type thing uh but it's pretty out of place because it feels like this movie should have been made 25 years ago um but you know it's there it's, get ready for the ride it's definitely like a netflix feel to it <clears throat> with out of place love stories and stuff it, <clears throat> it's i need that haircut though oh dude his hair is so bad uh it's dumb uh but you know it is something to watch and I, I just feel like yeah arjun rampal was like he got tricked into this movie because he's definitely the uh, the good actor in it and you're like why is he in this all those rollerblades yeah they have to escape these uh hungry wolves and dogs uh that are on and but they're on rollerblades attached to some other person but they lose if they're if their cord breaks or if they get murdered by hungry dogs okay well that is is that in theaters here? it's in theaters oh, okay. yeah i went and i watched it at the theater all right well uh because the only other option was what you're about to talk to us I'm about. I'm going to talk to you about Drive-Away Dolls. Uh, Drive-Away Dolls, I'd show you the trailer, but we get flagged for that unless it's like a Hindi film. So, um, yeah, Drive-Away Dolls, uh, directed by Ethan Cohen, written by Trisha Cook and Ethan Cohen. This movie, maybe you've seen it, maybe you've heard seen the trailer about it, maybe you're like, oh man, it looks like a 
really interesting caper with Geraldine Viswanathan and Margaret Qualley and then uh, Beanie Feldstein, <coughs> uh, the Joey Slotnick, who is like, he always... No one knows these names. No, 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 no. He reminds me of... Um, What's the guy in our Discord, Vince? They we, we they sent us a they sent us a video of uh, Paul Giamatti, oh. like Joey Slotnick. Here, let me let me pull him up really quick on um, this. Oh, he looks like Giamatti. Like he look. Oh, geez, this guy. He looks like Paul Giamatti, like all day. Paul Giamatti. He this looks guy. like Paul Giamatti and uh, Zuckerberg com- combined. Like had a baby, yeah. And he's like, I love sweet baby rays, and um, you know, like. This 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 movie, uh, yeah, oh man, it's it's it's. This movie had no I I. Okay, let me rewind. This movie's about dildos. This movie is all about dildos. This movie is like the pulp fiction of dildos. It is. This movie, like, the trailer makes you think that this is going to be a Coen Brothers-style caper with an ensemble cast because you've got Pedro Pascal, you've got Matt Damon, you've got all these people in here. You're like, oh my gosh, these famous people are going to be in here. They're in it for two seconds. The rest of the movie is about dildos and lesbians and and like you know lesbians are cool man like i've seen some great like thelma and louise fantastic movie about two lesbians learning that they want to be together like grab my hand jake Can, <laughs> are we about to drive off the cliff like grab it is that what we're doing and we're just driving off the cliff like that is a that movie is about lesbians you know it's because it's not all about licking pussy like this movie was um it was more about the connection between these two women as they'd realized that they were each other's soulmates as they drove off that cliff even though that that brad pitt like had looked so good with his clothes off this movie was about matt damon's cast of his penis which was so great that they loved had they loved having sex with it because it was a dildo that was i guess worth a lot of money and they picked up a car that had this matt damon was a senator and it had a a package like literally and figuratively i guess um pedro pascal was a dildo collector i guess and he had like a collection of famous dildos and though matt damon like plaster caster I mean, yeah, that's a Kiss song that um, that's about probably taking a cast of your penis. Um, yeah, you don't know the story of that song? I do know the story oh, of this okay. song, and very correct. So Matt Damon, who is a senator, apparently had a, 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 a very fantastic... Is that how they talked him into it? Matt Damon, we, we, come be in the movie. We're buddies, listen, and we're going to just say that you got... A huge dong hanging along. dong hardcore. <laughs> And you're gonna shoot for one day, and we're just gonna talk about you. Yeah, dangerous. you're gonna shoot for one day, but for the two movie hours. is gonna be about you shooting forever. Hey, and thanks, uh, thanks for the sub, Loge Web. And uh, yeah, so so the story is these two lesbians who are not together, but they're awkward friends. And this is something that I I don't like when when people from L.A. or New York, <clears throat> like the Cohen brothers write a movie that has somebody that's from Texas or Alabama or wherever. We got we, the worst accent. We ever. we were we talk about this a lot in Hurricane Heist. <laughs> Show yourselves. Show yourselves. Well Margaret Qualley plays this character in this movie. Um that it, her name is Jamie. And she gon' talk like this all the time. She talks about sugar sweet. Go It's like no southern person in the history of y'all has ever talked like this character. Has she's a cotton picking like dildo flailing like pussy licking like get out of here crazy like she's just like a a ne'er-do-well of cunningliness like that's what she does like that she just runs up and she's like i had sex with this girl and i had sex with the soccer team and i had sex with this and i had sex with this and then geraldine viswanathan is marrying her like 
you know, Middle Eastern, like very, very stuck up friend who's like, I don't know about all of this vagina, even though I'm a lesbian. And um, it's like my mom is in the channel and she's very uncomfortable um, by all this. But this, this this is a weird movie. And like, I thought this was going to be a caper. I thought, oh, th what's in the case? What's in the case? They take so the long. That makes it seem like it's drugs or money. Yeah, it's dildos. It's literally four dildos of famous people, one of them being Matt Damon, who is a famous senator. And uh, they they go around. There, There's this, like, team of guys that are trying to, like, chase down the case. And then they open the case, and it's a dildo, and they have sex with the dildo. And they're like, oh, well... And and the two... It's, it's a story about two friends that are lesbians that are like... We're just friends. It's not like that. It turns into one of that bullshit rom-com rom like tropes where like, we're only friends. It would never go this far until it does. And we have a senator's penis dildo and we use it on each other. And now we're going to get married. And uh, it's, it's uh, as Vince said, four dildos in a duffel bag. The movie um, I watched doesn't seem so bad now. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, my problem with this movie is like the Coen's are very adept at writing and they're very adept at character creation and they didn't do it here and that that's like i felt like they didn't know what they were like there was an agenda they needed to hit because i don't have a problem with any theme that was going on here but there was nothing going on here it was this coming of age comedy between two lesbians and an like the lesbian ex-girlfriend who was played by Beanie Feldstein who's always hilarious she's she was super hilarious in this movie i don't know why she hasn't been in more movies she is i think she is can we get some up and up and comer emojis in the uh in the twitch she she has been in in, in so many cool things um, and I think she's in what we do in the shadows. She's in what we do is the shadows. She's been, she's just, she's super, super funny. Um, but she, she was the highlight of the movie. Everything else was just kind of this. You want a Cohen brothers style scenario where everything works out wackily in the end, but the only whacking was the dildos. And, uh, and it just didn't feel, it didn't, it didn't stick the landing. It just stuck the suction cup on the wall. That was the only thing that it stuck. And, um, cause you know, dildos have the, you know, for people to, anyway. All right. I told you we were going to talk a lot about dildos. Uh, did you hear that? That sounded like an explosion. We heard an explosion. You guys. It was, yeah. Wow. Um, anyway, uh, our internet might die at any minute if that was a transformer explosion, but, uh, but, but yeah, you know, she, um, Beanie has been in Booksmart. She was in Lady Bird. She was in Neighbors 2. She's, she was the highlight of this movie. And by the time this movie ended, the MacGuffin of like, you know, um, I just referenced the movie Pulp Fiction, the case, the reveal of the case, the like, ooh la la. Why are these people chasing this case? Why are these hitmen out, out to get her? Why are, why are they traveling across the country? Why are they going to Tallahassee? None of these questions really get answered, and I feel like they were trying so hard to be edgy in the fact that there was a lot of lesbian sex scenes. Which at this point, it's twenty twenty four. Like, what does that matter? Like, I'm. You know, maybe if this movie took place in the 90s, which this movie took place in, because not everybody had cell phones, so that is a plot point that makes sense. Okay, lesbians were like, oh, man. But it's 2024. Like, I see lesbians every day. Some of my best friends are lesbians. Like, I don't understand what the MacGuffin is of them going, we're lesbians. And uh, I felt like they leaned too much into this and didn't do any sort of character development which is sad because the Cohen brothers, well, the brothers, this is just Ethan Cohen, are so good at. And I felt like this just tried too hard to be wacky and 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 edgy. And then the edginess only ended up in dildos. And they were all huge, which of course made me feel bad. Hmm. Like, why do all these dildos have to be huge? Why can't we have just average sized dildos? Jake, the pre-show. I was here for the pre-show. I was I was here. Why can't we just have average sized dildos, guys? Girls. You know? 
a good five and a half to seven. Like, that's all we need. We don't need these eight-inch honkers. Like, nobody really wants that. Do you really <laughs> this want is that? not about movies anymore. <laughs> this is about this movie! Do you know how many rubber dicks I had to look at in this movie? Well, there's a reason that no one else went to watch this movie, I, th- I feel like. Okay, well. Sounds like several reasons why no one else wanted to see this movie. It, my, this is what the movie was about. Okay, well, this movie's out in theaters. It was okay. Like, I, it was fun for what it was. I think that it didn't really make a lot of sense. It didn't, it didn't feel like a Coen Brothers caper. It didn't, it didn't hit all the points that we wanted, and all the jokes were reliant on lesbian sex and dildos. And I felt like it, the joke got old pretty quick. So, there you go. Okay, uh, Velvet Santa's, you saw it? You put on pants and saw it? So, all right, well, there you go. Uh, it's time for the box office roundup. Yeah, let's do that because uh, I, I feel like now uh, all of us need some Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and so coming in, what do you, I don't like this angle. I don't this like is whatever this is. This is Jesus angle. No, this is bad. Let's, let's go let's back to the, the box office roundup. Let's Jake. go back to the normal camera. Please. <laughs> this one, what about this Come one? Come on, man. What about this one? There's too much Applejack going on. We need, all right, there we go. Uh, coming in at number 10, the chosen season four episodes four through six and it's second week out from fathom events. $1.8 million brought in by that one. Uh, nearly $8 million at the box office. Again, that one's all crowdfunded. So every dollar they make at the box office is profit uh so that's uh one for them jump in on zimmer hammer he said was lisa frankenstein better yes and it did have severed dicks where they sewed it on and gave it lightning so they could have sex with the severed penis there's a lot of like severed penises in there's in a theme in the movies right yeah. that you're you're going to but lisa frankenstein was better uh, and then coming in at number nine, The Beekeeper, seven weeks out, uh, brought in another $2 million this past week, bringing its domestic total up to $63 million for it. And then opening at the number eight spot, your rubber ding-dong movie, Drive-Away Dolls, $2.4 million is all that it Which brought is in. Which is a really bad opening. Number eight, yeah. um, they, they were hoping for a lot more, but, you know, it's a little bit of flaccid of an opening. Yep. Uh, and then... Uh, coming in above it, family friendly, uh, far, far away from this movie, Wonka, two and a half million dollars brought in by that one, bringing its domestic total in 11 weeks up to 214.5 million dollars in the U.S. alone. Wonka has made so many dollars. It's in, uh, is it? Is it? In, it's in the half billion club at least, but oh, it's way yeah, over. Almost 620 million dollars across the world. Uh, and then just above it, at number six, dropping from the number three spot, Argyle, two point eight million brought in by it, just under forty two million, and it's one month out in the theaters, uh, eighty six and a half across the globe, not at all near enough to make money for that yet. Probably not going to happen. But then hanging in the top five, migration. I still need to see this. I need to see Three, this just dude, for the Duck Larange joke. Yeah, if it didn't have all, uh, what's her name, Aquafina. Aquafina, yeah. yeah. Uh, Three million brought in by that one. One hundred twenty and a half million in the U.S. Two hundred seventy across the world for that one. Uh, it's been out for ten weeks and it's still in the top five. So good for ten it. weeks in the top five. That's a long time. That is, and it was one of those that looked like it wasn't going to make it past its first week uh, and be kicked out of theaters by its mandatory two. Uh, but there it is, still hanging in there. Uh, but speaking of things that aren't hanging in there, in its second week out, are we talking about driveway dolls? No. Uh, number four, Madam Web brought in six million this past week only 35 million brought in by it in two weeks uh 77 and a half across the globe there's no way that movie's even going to think about cresting uh into profit territory uh and then coming in above that one uh opening at the number three spot starring alan richson uh, ordinary angels, because again, well, have you seen the you new need Jesus man? Have you seen the new uh, movie that he's in with the the uh, guy Ritchie and Jerry Bruckheimer? Yeah, that looks sick. Where they're Holy Nazi hunters? Shit, that, that movie looks good. That movie looks really cool. I can't wait to see that one. Uh, six and a half million brought in by Ordinary Angels. Um, good for good for everyone involved in that. Um, you know, if that's if if you want to go see some sort of uplifting christian story that's your thing 
that one's out there. Uh, Alan Richen, super cool dude. I like everything uh, he, he does for the most part. He's uh, a cool dude. He has dedicated of, his life to getting so freaking ripped that he gets into these roles. Yeah. You know that he was like a vigilante in real life one time? There's a, a interview with him where he talks about like he stopped a uh, like a uh, car vandal uh, in Canada or something. It's pretty cool. Uh, and then coming in at number two, you forgot to mention it in the news. You said something and didn't get back around because to it. Because it's the savior of theatrical releases. Demon Slayer. Kimetsu no Yaiba. To the Hashira training. $11.6 million in the U.S., 28 and a quarter million across the globe, and it's opening week. Not bad for Not, an anime. So, so here's the thing. It's like these studios, Funimation, Sony, other places like this are realizing that um, people will go out to the theater to see things that they want to see on a big screen. Anime is one of those things. And, you know, they will, what if it was like One Piece anime i did go watch one piece red i talked about that for the show and i went to you see went dragon ball super superhero that's right anime on screen is tight uh neither one of those were but you went and yeah. it's tight uh so yeah anyway i don't know why this button's not working oops okay continue and then uh coming in above uh demon slayer at the number one spot, holding the number one spot, One Love, the Bob Marley movie, thirteen point five million brought in by it, seventy one point two in the U.S. so far, hundred twenty point six doing across the globe, extremely well for a second week release. It's yeah, doing very it, well overseas. It's coming at a time where there's not really. Oh, I got. I, I meant to bring it in. I got one of the One Love like little movie promo deals from AMC. I was going to bring it to the. Ooh to the set so um yeah, yeah. but would, if you if you want to hear us talk about it it was on the show last week yes yeah we you talked. went you went and watched it and did. told us all about it uh and uh who would have thought that uh, um, a bob marley movie would just be killing it at the box office uh in in 2024 well because bob marley i know you don't listen to bob marley that's true yeah i can't do the reggae man. but That's uh not. it's it's pretty cool man uh bob marley's all right like is this is this a MIDI file? It's supposed to be. Yeah. Is that gonna get us shut down? No, this is who who made the movie? Is, Was it this Sony? Is MIDI. Here we go. Uh, did it say it was Sony that did it? Because Sony will will get you. MIDI MIDI files. This is like the saloon version, like the silver to get together. We'll be this is gonna be in uh, that new One Kevin Costner love. movie. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Costner is gonna be in like talking about Zion and Ja and I and I. Well, that was the that was the top ten. That was the top ten. So uh, you heard it here first, or maybe second, or maybe I don't know what podcast you listen to. You can listen to whatever you want, but you should like and subscribe to ours. You can find us wherever it is you download podcasts. You can download it on Spotify on tuned in on apple music on google music on whatever dot fart dot clown butt like that you download like <laughs> clown butt do you not remember the old saturday night live like it was the that was the law office it's my favorite it's i, I wanted to buy this because you know i like you to buy some weird domains you know i love buying weird urls and i've always wanted to buy www.clownpenis.fart because there was a URL, like, at the dot-com boom, the Saturday Night Live did a, 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 a one of those fake commercials that they do, right? And it was a law office. It was very serious. And it was like, at the offices of Johnson Johnson and whatever partner law office, you can visit us on our new website at www.clownpenis.fart. And, like, it was one of the, like, it was a core memory for me. I don't know why, but I've always wanted clownpenis.fart. So, um... If dot farts a domain, it's not yet. Dot ninja is dot pizza dot is ninja. I have a dot ninja. I have a dot pizza. I have a dot. I have a lot of. Is it for like ICP fans? Like just all the how do magnets work? Yeah, I don't know. How do magnets work? Dot ninja. 
dot fart dot farts not a thing but it will be so uh anyway thanks for tuning in uh we will see you guys next week um don't forget to like and subscribe subscribe hit us up on twitch that's the fun one that's the one where we see the most dollars when you subscribe they come directly to us not youtube not facebook not spotify right here and also as vince just jumped into the twitch if you want to get into monday movie night it is monday it is movie night you can jump on the discord after the show and check out the movie we're going to be streaming vince is going to be hosting a movie watch party you can jump right over there he's got the link in the chat and uh, the movie is a surprise so we're going to be streaming that movie we're going to be watching it together it's going to be a good time so you can jump in on on the fun right there uh any other things you want to say jake before we're before we're done we got nothing all right well that's it as you leave the theater folks we'll see you next please be careful don't let this happen to your car be sure to remove the speaker before you leave if you should accidentally pull a speaker loose Please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.